you know, you don't have to take baby steps. When you put together guys who have some experience, uh, you know, you can throw things at them because they've already seen things and you can move a little more quickly. Uh, we also put together guys that are very unselfish. So you don't have to break down any of those habits of, you know, a guy who thinks this is a good shot or, you know, my shot's a better shot than your shot. We got guys who came in here with the idea that, you know, playing the game the right way uh, is the right thing to do. So that makes it a lot easier on us as coaches and to build that chemistry. You know, you don't have to worry about knocking down those walls. When you have a team where it's cornerstones are 30-something guys, people from the outside may not know the importance of how good they are. You know, they're, they're talking about maybe they're, they're on the downslide of your thoughts on your, your on Mike and Mark as, as both kind of hopefully put those in injuries in, in, in their rear view and, and look forward to a healthy 2018. Well, I mean, I think, you know, anybody who says that is wrong and hasn't paid enough attention to these guys throughout their careers. Uh, these two guys are two of the best players in the NBA, hands down. Uh, to have them have the level of experience they have, uh, but the skill set, you know, as well. You know, Mark, how many guys are seven feet tall uh, with great touch can pass the ball? You know, there was times last year we had to play Mark, and he was bringing the ball up the floor. How many guys can say they, they've done that? How many guys can say they've been at that position a defensive player of the year? Uh, so, you know, that's still there. It's still in them. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Mike Conley, obviously, you know, to me, should have been an all-star multiple times. You know, he just happened to be in a tough conference for that. Uh, but, you know, there's no more dynamic guard uh, than Mike Conley in the league. He's got the ability to score the basketball. Uh, he's got the ability to play make, and he's got the ability to take over in fourth quarters when you need him most. Uh, and there's a toughness to both of those guys. I mean, you think about what Mike's been through, what Mark's been through, and they continue to show up, they continue to compete, uh, and they're going to lead the way for that uh, for us. Uh, you know, we're going to be a tough team. We're going to be a team who every single night is not an easy out. Uh, and those two guys have proven that they can do it. They've proven that they can carry a team through those situations, uh, and we don't expect anything less this year. You've got an also an interesting generation gap because you've got Jared there and, and Dylan and guys like that. How is that going to mesh, and do you see that the old and young fitting well on this team? Well, I do, again, because of the type of people that we brought in, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, Jaron and Dylan, uh, Javon, like those young guys are competitive guys. They're high basketball IQ. Uh, and they're unselfish guys. Uh, they're willing to learn. They know they don't have all the answers. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to get better. You know, you think for a guy like Dylan, you know, second-round pick, to come in and play all 82 games, uh, you know, guys don't do that too often. Uh, he did it, and he did it uh, through a sheer willingness. Uh, you know, he was injured at times, but he didn't take a step back. He didn't use it as an excuse. He went out and played, and that's how you gain uh, those veteran guys' respect. And I think he's done that. And because of that, you know, they're willing to carry him along and live with some of his younger mistakes that he may make. But uh, because of his effort, his toughness, uh, his willingness to be a part of the team, uh, he's earned their respect. Do you communicate differently to the Marks and Mikes of the world than the Jaron Jacksons of the world? No, I think they all get it the same. I think the most important part is just being honest with all of them. Uh, and from there, uh, you know, your relationships start to build. And I think that for me, uh, that's the most important thing to me is being able to build relationships with guys. And the only way you can do that is being uh, forthright with them. And, you know, when I can coach guys hard because they understand that it's not a personal thing, uh, we can get more out of them. So I try to spend as much time with the guys as I can and start to build that relationship with them early on. JB, that, that youthful exuberance that Jaron brings, like how does that help your team? How does it help the locker room? Like you maybe think of like times maybe the team will be down. Do you think that will kind of provide a boost? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a long season. 
Um, and, you know, there's days where you're in back-to-backs or, you know, fours and fives, whatever it may be. Uh, there's days where you don't want to be in the gym. Uh, and if you've got guys who are negative energy, who, you know, are, are energy vampires, uh, it makes the job more difficult. But when you got guys like Jaron who have that type of personality, who I've yet to see have a bad day, uh, you know, he makes everybody come to the gym and, he, you know, he lightens the mood, uh, not in a silly way or in an immature way, but just a positive energy that, you know, guys can feed off of. And again, you know, as a young guy, you got to figure out what you can do every single day uh, that's going to help you contribute. Uh, and, you know, his energy level uh, is going to be one of those things that helps him contribute. And, you know, in small moments uh, where we'll start to develop it, but it helps him become a leader as well. How's Mike been looking so far in his recovery? Uh, great. Um, you know, he looks as quick as he's been. He looks as shifty as he's been. Uh, the shot looks great. Um, I mean, his body looks good. You know, I, I couldn't be more excited about where we are or where he is right now. Where's the, uh, do you know like what the plan is? Is he supposed to be going um, you know, 100% out of the gate? Are you going to try to work him back in? Yeah, no, there's you – know, I mean, you give our performance cra- uh, team a bunch of credit. Uh, he's, he's ready to go. There's no restrictions on him. Obviously, you know, with – uh, his, you know, age and minutes that he's logged throughout his career, you're mindful of it. But right now, at this point, uh, he's full go, and we expect him to be full go uh, for our two days going forward. How, how easier? Uh, how much easier is that for you guys? I know this has been kind of something that was looming for a couple seasons going in. That you know, this is presumably a resolved issue. I mean, again, when you, you know, people talk about these free agent signings and all that. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger free agent signing than us bringing Mike Conley back healthy. Uh, so I think there's a huge impact for us uh, from that standpoint. You know, when you got a guy that has not only a skill set but a mentality uh, and a leadership uh, like he does, I mean, it takes a ton of pressure off of everybody. It lets everybody else be who they are, and, you know, he can pick up and fill those gaps. Chris uh, called uh, Kyle Anderson the biggest free agent, I guess, guy that you guys went after. When you did go after him, how much did you look at what Mike does and how that would kind of maybe help elevate uh, Kyle's game as well? I think for us the most important thing was just putting skilled guys on the floor. If you look at the NBA, the NBA is throwing as many skilled players as they possibly can on the floor, uh, and he's that. And skill can always complement skill. So whether, you know, you, there was no concern or questions about how he would fit with Mike and Mark and those guys. It just we knew we needed his skill set, and his skill set could help everybody. JB, uh, JB how does this no. moment feel for you, opening your first, you know, this is the first time you, this is your training camp, your team, you're not your own coach. How, how did that? How does that feel? Just going in, have you thought about it at all, or is it something that you've been the no, I mean, it's, you know, I think in May or whenever it happened, you know, you, you have that thought. But from that point forward, it's just trying to figure out how, how we can do what's best for the team and the organization. Um, you know, you start with hiring the staff. So you don't really have time, you know, it, if your focus is right, you don't have time to think much about yourself. You know, I think there's, there's so much more that goes on. There's so many things that are bigger than yourself. Uh, that you that's where your focus goes so for as long as you know again whenever the date was that it happened uh, you know my family was excited I was excited but then you know it was time to put a plan in place uh, to do what was best for this organization you were once hot young coach and then you do two some interim stints and you're like oh afterthought coach is I mean I know you don't worry about that but how do you you view it I mean we've gone from one to the other um you you don't really pay attention to it, honestly, 
the people who you're with every single day, those are the people who judge you and have an accurate uh, idea of who you truly are, uh, especially as an assistant coach, you know, outside media and all these people that say, you know, who the next hot young coach is, they don't watch you work every single day. So they truly have, you know, no idea who you really are. You know, a lot of that is agent spin or whatever it may be. Um, so you can't control it. Uh, to me, it speaks uh, about the job that we did as a staff here last year to go through those difficult times and to be rewarded with a job. Do you think you're a better coach now than you were when you were a hot young coach? You've never been an interim coach? Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, once you get the experience of, you know, sitting in that seat, uh, you improve. There's so many things that happen to you when you're a head coach as opposed to being an assistant coach that you can't teach, you can't prepare for. You just have to go through it. And once you go through it, you know, once that might not be enough. You go through it two or three times, then you start to catch on. Uh, there, There is no substitute in this business for uh, actually being a head coach and having that experience. You know, any assistant coach who tells you that uh, isn't being truthful with you or they just don't know. But sitting in that seat is completely different than how, uh, what people might miss. How will it be different though, having that chance? This is your, now you get to go in with your, your, your strat plans, everything, your team, your assistants. How different will that be from you? I mean, it'll be extremely different um, just from the standpoint of, to me, the most important thing is, you know, being able to put together a staff and being able to put together a plan and then being able to go out and execute that plan. Um, that's the fun part of coaching. And, you know, that's why, you know, we kind of do what we do is to play that chess match and to be able to get 15 guys on the same page, uh, working towards the same goal. Um, you know, that's exciting to me. And that's the reason why uh, we do what we do. You're one of the head coaches. There's a lot of diversity that's, you know, with all these new head coaches that have come in this season. How important is that to this league to have that kind of variety uh, in that head coaching spot? Uh, I think it's huge. No matter what position it is, no matter what field we're in, diversity is a huge part of who we are as America. And there's no better place than the NBA. Uh, if you look at the NBA offices, you know, it's scattered with diversity. The league is starting to move in a direction uh, with the coaches uh, of being more diverse. Uh, and it's just about opportunity. Um, and everybody wants an equal playing field. And I think when you get an equal playing field, you know, people from all backgrounds can rise to the occasion. So just being able to get the opportunity, uh, thankful of the people that came before us, like my dad, who opened up a ton of doors for a ton of uh, coaches, uh, I mean, it's huge. And I think, you know, he deserves a ton of credit for all of us being put in this position because he had to knock down doors when things were very difficult. Um, and socially and in the game, it wasn't always accepted that there could be a black man in position of leadership. Uh, so he knocked down some doors for us to get opportunities. So I'm very thankful of that and thankful to him. JP.